0: From Pioneer 90.1 in Thief River Falls, this is Minnesota Music Memories, a musical time machine featuring the sounds of the 50s, 60s, and 70s from the land of 10,000 lakes. Minnesota Music Memories, supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Here are your hosts, Carl Unbihan and Glenn Broggett. things off this week Uh, we're in a baseball sort of mood with the hall brothers Ode to our minnesota twinkies we're gonna win twins yes welcome to minnesota music memories hey even if the reality of it is another heartbreaking season you know we minnesotans we still stick by our team and still hold out hope for maybe another trip to the world series in our lifetimes yes this is the it most happening retro minnesota midwest music program on the radio and interweb Yes, I'm talking about Minnesota music memories. Glenn Brockett with you this time out, playing you the music and giving you the backstory, the four one one on some of the acts who were musically running amok up here in the great state of Minnesota and the surrounding states of the upper Midwest in the nineteen fifties, sixties, seventies, and even part of the eighties. You listen, you learn, you love. That is what Minnesota Music Memories is all about. Hey, with all those pleasantries and good spirits and good-natured talk out of the way, let's get the build-up for this week's show. And this week's adventure, yes, it's going to be quite the musical undertaking. This week's theme or vibe is going to be geared more towards the 1970s and some of the eclectic noise that spilled out of the Twin Cities and Upper Midwest in that decade. We're not going to get it all, of course, but we're going to give you a good sampling of a few different acts this week. And let's begin this week's show with a two-song selection lined up and ready to go, ready to be unleashed, from the band Crow. Crow, if you didn't already know, was formed in Minneapolis, Minnesota back in 1967 by singer Dave Wagner, brothers guitarist Dick and bassist Larry Wagon, keyboardist Kink Middlemist, and drummer Harry Nils. They were first known in the area as South 40, which was a moniker that was used until the group went national. Nils, uh, shortly thereafter, was replaced by Danny Craswell. Okay, Crow, after uh, playing in the area, of course, under the moniker of South 40, started to gain momentum, actually caught the attention of Columbia Records, and they brought them in to record a demo in 1969, and they passed, unfortunately. Columbia passed, but Crow, they were able to sign on with another label called Amaret. And it was in 1969 that Crow's debut album, Crow Music, was released. And from that sprung the single Evil Woman Don't Play No Games With Me, which made the top 20 of the Billboard Hot 100 in fall of 1969, peaking at number 19. And uh, Crow by Crow and Mosaic were the follow-up releases in 1971 and 71, respectively. Singles released off those albums weren't quite as successful as Evil Woman, and the band ended up switching labels, moving on to Elektra Records. However, it wasn't an easy move. Amaret, their former label, would not release them from their contract while retaining their name. Now, Wagner ended up leaving the group in 1971, and soon after uh, released a solo album on Amaret and the band Crow, well, they had to go. They disbanded in 1972, reformed again in 1980 under a different lineup, and uh, ended up uh, playing off and on here uh, till this day. And they actually received some accolades up here. They have won Minnesota Music Awards for their own individual instruments. 2005, they were inducted into the Minnesota Rock and Country Hall of Fame. And in 2009, they were also inducted into the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mentioned that they still play occasionally in the Midwest with Dick Wagner on vocals, so you can check them out. They might be playing just a venue that you never thought they'd play up and down the Midwest this summer. So enjoy. And I'm going to play you now a couple of tracks from Crow. On the way, we'll hear Watch That Cat, but first, this is going to leave a mark. Yes, that's the name of the song. This is going to leave a mark. It's Crow on Minnesota Music Memories.
1: time through we're gonna make a little time to hear. just wait for we're, we're gonna
0: Music from Crow with Watch That Cat on Minnesota Music Memories. Up next is two from a more progressive 1970s rock outfit that has roots in the great state of Minnesota. They're a group by the name of Gypsy. Gypsy was a progressive rock band from the MSP that made four albums from 1970 to 1973. Their first two releases were on the Metro Media Records label and their final two uh, were with RCA Victor. Gypsy was a continuation from another Twin Cities area group from the mid to late 1960s by the name of the Underbeats. Now, Gypsy was originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota and was formed by former Underbeats Jim Johnson, Enrique Rosenbaum and James Walsh. Gypsy, uh, having moved away from the state of Minnesota, were actually the house band for a period of time at the Whiskey A Go Go famed nightclub in West Hollywood, California. They worked as the house band for about eight months from September 1969 to 1970. And it was in 1970 that we're, we're going to be uh, playing a couple of cuts uh, that I've lined up for you. It's uh, coming from Gypsy from their debut album and uh, it was actually a double album. What a way to debut uh, with a double album back in 1970. A double album that contained 13 songs, several of them running uh, a little bit on the lengthier side, a bit beyond what the underbeats used to put out, between 6 to 11 minutes in length. And it was rather rare even in those times for uh, to release a double album, especially their first album. Only one group prior to them Chicago had released a double album as their debut, and Gypsy, uh, you know, because of the the length of songs of the songs on the the album, were not going to get a lot of airplay on top forty radio. However, they did slip through the gates with one big hit, Gypsy Queen Part One, and they released that single and uh, another song we're going to play, Dead and Gone. While Gypsy Queen did make it onto the Billboard Top 100 for a brief period of time, Dead and Gone was edited heavily from its original uh, nearly 11-minute length on the album and received some some love on the top 40 stations back in the day. Now, this other songs on the album did receive some light airplay on what was the uh, blossoming progressive underground FM scene. And uh, I guess the rest, of, they say, is history. We'll talk more in upcoming episodes about the group Gypsy. Maybe look for a few surviving members to chat with. Well, now we're going to play you some Gypsy from that first album. On the way, you'll hear the the song the 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 full song the full version of their track dead and gone which was originally 11 minutes we're going to play that but first let's play their 1970 radio hit here is gypsy with gypsy woman part one on minnesota music memories i Minnesota music memories with the progressive sounds of Gypsy. Now we're going to uh, head to the later part of the 1970s and focus this part of the program on a few year-by-year releases from the Twin Tone record label. Uh, It's a, a little bit of a backstory on Twin Tone. It was a record label based in Minneapolis that operated from 1977 until 1984. It was formed in 1977 by Peter Jesperson, local music and sports writer Charlie Hallman, and Paul Stark. The label was born from the Minneapolis punk rock scene of the time. And between 77 and 1994, Twin Tone Records released over 300 records. Their very first project to be released on their Twin Tone label was a nine-song, seven-inch EP that was on sparkling red vinyl by Minneapolis favorites, The Suburbs, back in April of 1978. The last project to be released on the Twin Tone label, how appropriate, was a live Suburbs CD released in November of 94. Now, During that time, uh, they worked with over 100 bands and 11 indie labels and helped to get 25 of those bands on to major label success, one of those most notably, Soul Asylum. Well, what I want to do now is play selections from the first three years of Twin Tone Records, and we'll start in 1978 with two Twin Tone releases from two two different Twin Tone acts. Now, coming up, a selection from the Jets, who I believe are not the same Minnesota group, the Jets, who had a string of soft pop hits in the mid-1980s. No, no. It's the different Jets, I do believe. That's coming up. But first, we got something from a group called the Fingerprints. And a little backstory on this group. This was a Twin Cities group that uh, headlined and played a lot of gigs at the legendary Longhorn Bar. They also played dates with well-known acts like Blondie and Perry Ubu. And uh, they also played plenty of venues in the five-state area of the Midwest, including Duffy's with Mitch Ryder and uh, Dwight Twilley. So they, they played it with a few known acts at the time. Uh, one of their big moments was they got to headline uh, a big thing at the Walker Art Center called The Cream of the Crop, supported by Curtis A. and NNB. Fingerprints was also chosen as the first band paired with a movie at the Walker Art Center's band and a movie in Loring Park, as well as the M80 Music Festival. The band did end up reforming to play the Mill City Music Festival back in 1999, Here's a little something for the fingerprints, released by Twin Tone Records on April 17th, 1978. It was the second Twin Tone release and was co-released with two other projects. All three were 7-inch and on red vinyl. This EP, uh, from which I'm going to pull a song from, sold 1,617 copies and is out of print. I do believe you can find it on CD. Here are the fingerprints with Now I Wanna Be a Space Girl on Minnesota Music Memories as we uh, start going year by year on the first three years of the Twin Tone record label. I That was music from the Jets on Minnesota Music Memories, taking you back to 1978. As we look back on the Twin Tone record label, that was called Lover Boy. Now, the 7-inch single released by Twin Tone uh, from the Jets came out on December 18th, 1978. It sold 490 copies, and that uh, print uh, is, of course, been long out of print. You could find it uh, nowadays online in digital form or in CD form. But if you want to get an original 7 inch red vinyl, you're going to have to look far. Maybe pay a few uh, extra bucks. We now move on to the year 1979 in the life of Twin Tone Records with two selections that were actually featured on a big compilation called Big Hits of Mid America Volume 3. Now, that title was made in reference to the Big Hit Volumes 1 and 2. Collections that appeared in the mid-1960s on another Twin Cities label, the very influential Soma Records label. Now, almost all songs recorded on this collection, Big Hits of Mid-America, Volume 3, were recorded between October and December 1978, and they were done at a place where a lot of the Twin Tone uh, music was laid down and recorded. Blackberry Way Recording Studios, located uh, near the campus of the University of Minnesota in Dinkytown. Now on the way, we'll have two selections from this collection coming up. We're going to hear something from late 1970s punkers, the Suicide Commandos. First, while well, we're on the topic of punk, how about another group that you know is known around the Twin Cities as far as the history goes, but not quite on the national scene? We're talking about the Hipsters. Now, the Hipsters were just one of uh, many groups who helped to form the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul punk rock scene in the late 1970s and played many a gig alongside some famous and not-so-famous punk acts at the Twin Cities uh, punk venue, Jay's Longhorn Bar. Let's enjoy music now from the hipsters. This is called 6654321. Is that enough numbers for you? On the Minnesota Music Memories program. Let's get our punk rock on. But if you have to slam, da- slam dance, rather, try to do it without hurting anybody. Because so remember, glasses are expensive to play.
1: Two, three, four. Who's being practice? take a mando. goes People got enough to view I'm going to see a dude. Give them a little shoot. Give them trying to bear a boot. A broken in their eyes. And the guys out Thanks! Hooray! Grenade! <laughs> to the penny got the tough nut, then I'm a crack. But the brother be on our side, cause sneaking in the back. going in, but buddy, buddy, I'll be Bunch clock in a gun shop, so my gummick in a rack.
0: Music from the Suicide Commandos six six five four three two one on Minnesota Music Memories. Quick little snippet about the Suicide Commandos. They were grouped the form back in nineteen seventy four by Dave All, Steve Almus, and a man who's considered to be by many the godfather of the Minneapolis punk rock scene, Chris Osgood. Suicide Commandos uh, released two singles on the PS Records uh, label imprint a label that preceded Twin Tone. They were also one of the premier U.S. bands that toured the country and had to do a lot of self-promotion. They booked themselves by convincing club owners in every city that their kind of music was the kind of music that would draw people in. They uh, were successful enough to get their first album released on Mercury Records back in 77. It was a short-lived arrangement. They then recorded a couple songs, uh, one of which we played for Twin Tones Big Hits of Mid-America Volume 3. And they released a live recording of their last shows at the infamous Longhorn Bar. Twin Tone released the Suicide Commandos Commit Suicide dance concert as its first full-length LP in April of 1979. The album was pressed in a limited edition of 1,000 numbered copies and is one of the most sought-after titles to record collectors. We wrap up our musical look at Twin Tone with uh, 1980 and two from the group who uh, had their first release on the Twin Tone label, The Suburbs. Suburbs were formed in the western suburbs of Minneapolis back in 1977 following introductions by Chris Osgood. He has a hand in this as well, pardon me. Following live performances, they released The Suburbs on the Twin Tone label in early 1978. And, uh, wow, their popularity increased uh, as they moved on into the late 1970s and into the early 1980s. And during that time, uh, musical taste started to waver a little bit, change up a bit. And it was during that time that their new wave dance sound, eclectic lyrics, and stage presence gained them a following that helped to break them out of the Twin Cities area, and ended up crossing the country reaching both coasts. It was in 1980 that Twin Tone released their first full-length album called In Combo. Let's play two now from the Suburbs' 1980 album, In Combo. Here is Weekend Warrior on Minnesota Music Memories.
1: One, two, three, four... We're in their eyes But the grass is not a size lawyer Warrior get Warrior My brown and honey Means I command. Okay, my task goes good Okay, can think out of hand oh, the panic, I not me. out, the to fight ha! Show the best Get We attack the night tonight. night Ranks! Hooray! Grenades! <laughs> to sure, the Pentagon's a tough nut, then I'm a brother crack. But the brother be on our side, cause we're sneaking in the back. The first time i the board in, I'm about to buddy over back. Bunch of clock in a gunshot, till I got back in a rack. we yeah.
0: From Pioneer 90.1 FM KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota, you've been listening to Minnesota Music Memories. Minnesota Music Memories was recorded at the Pioneer 90.1 studios located in Thief River Falls, Minnesota. If you would like to check out this episode and other episodes of Minnesota Music Memories, you can head to our website, radionorthland.org, and see for yourself. Minnesota Music Memories is brought to you courtesy of the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For Minnesota Music Memories, this has been Glenn Broggett. So long for now. We'll see you next week on Minnesota Music Memories.